Holy Kiyashirah Trasobreti. For even this is a working of my spirit that shall be a turning of things upside down. For I, the Lord, proceed to do a marvelous work and a wonder that she shall in the wise believe. Even though it be declared unto you, you shall find it hard to believe. For a great moving of my spirit does now spring forth in the earth. I told you, my people, that I'd started a new move in the earth. For where there's been darkness, I the Lord in causing light to spring up. Where there's been every evil working confusion, there's a power in the moving and the working of my spirit. And you shall begin to see, yea, that I, God, shall draw souls. For there's a soul-saving visitation of my spirit that shall be as the book of Acts. And then it shall go beyond For this is the day of the last days, of the latter moving, of the latter rain, of the latter outpouring of my spirit. Yea, the latter rains are the harvest rains, and I shall bring in the harvest. For yea, many are bound in the darkness of tradition and doctrines of men. But I this day tell thee that yea, as the light shines, yea, out of darkness, and darkness cannot hold it back. Darkness cannot comprehend it even now. My word and my spirit shall break forth in the earth and shall cause a mighty move, yea, to spring up. And it is written in my word that all that shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For my name shall be declared. Yea, in nation to nation, my word shall be declared. From the rising of the sun in the east to the going down in the west. And my name shall bring hope. It shall bring healing. It shall bring deliverance. For I've told thee that it is now time that the Son of Man, uh, yea, the Son of Righteousness, uh, does rise uh, with healing in His wings. Uh, prepare for great visitation. Prepare uh, for great miracles. Prepare, uh, yea, for people uh, to be drawn by My Spirit. Uh, for not since the days uh, of the healing revivals, uh, yea, in that nation and around the world, uh, have you seen crowds of 15 and 20 uh, plus thousand gather together but it shall go beyond that in thy nation I say unto thee that ball stadiums and racetracks and auditoriums shall be packed out yea for my spirit shall begin to draw in the anointing of the very son of man that very power that dwelt in my son as he walked upon this earth shall now yea be given in measures and it shall embody the vessels uh, that have presented their bodies to be a living sacrifice. Those that have presented themselves holy unto me, I will step forth. Yea, and I will begin to baptize them and use them even as I did on the day of Pentecost and in the moving of the book of Acts in the early church. For my people have struggled. My people have sat in spiritual darkness. My people have sat in death. Yea, even the enemy has come in. And he's stripped and he's robbed. But did I not tell thee in my word that I would restore unto you? Yea, all the years 
Yea, everything that the locust and the caterpillar and the canker worm and the palmer worm had devoured, how the Lord told thee that I would restore. This is the day of a restoring. This is the day, yea, that the latter of the former rain just begin to fall. This is the day that I renew the former rain. And the former rain is what I sent in the early church. The former rain is what I sent on the day of Pentecost. And it came in and it set up the church. It set up governments. It set up administrations. It set up up authority and dominion. Yea, it brought forth the five ministries. What's governed the church and the church came forth in a great deliverance. And a mighty move of my spirit. And yea, those that should be added to the church daily was saved. And all that were ordained to eternal life. Yea, lives were touched. Yea, souls were saved. Deliverance. And great miracles. And think it not a strange thing. That mighty miracles. Great deliverance. That your eye hath never seen. Things that your ears have never heard. And things that I God have prepared that's never entered into the, thy heart are now upon thee, my children. For somewhere, my word must be fulfilled. The word written in the holy pages of the book must somewhere be fulfilled. This is the season. This is the season. This is the day. This is the time that I, the Lord, have ordained to begin to fulfill my word. Halt ye not. Halt ye not between two opinions. Halt ye not between the carnal mind and the spirit man. Halt ye not. Be ye not double-minded. For I've warned ye, my people, that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Thy carnal mind, thy double-mindedness will cause you to miss the very visitation. You must take hold of my word. You must take hold of the moving of my spirit. You must take hold and believe that I got him breaking forth in the power and an authority and a dominion of this kingdom, this word. For I've told thee repeatedly and time and time again that what I'm bringing forth, no generation has ever received because no generation has ever been given this word, this authority, this dominion. But she must bring thyself to a place, my children, that she must believe the working of my spirit. For even as I visited Moses in the wilderness, it was only Moses that saw the rod turn to the serpent. It was only Moses that put his hand out and took the serpent by the tail and it turned back to the rod. It was only Moses that saw his hand turn white as leprosy. And then when he placed it in his bosom again, it turned back. It was only Moses that I visited. And when I sent him before Pharaoh, he had to believe in the God of his visitation. You must believe that I God invested thee. You must push back down in unbelief. And believe that when I speak, if you shall act upon my word, that I God will cause great signs in the heavens above. Great wonders in the earth beneath. Did I not tell you in my word that when I poured out my spirit in the last days upon all flesh, did I not tell you it would be poured out upon thy sons and upon thy daughters? Did I not tell you at that time there would be signs in the heavens above, wonders in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke? Did I not tell thee, my people, that there's coming a baptism of the Holy Ghost and the tongues of fire that shall go beyond what happened at Pentecost. Pentecost was the foundation. Pentecost was the beginning. Pentecost was the former reign and you only received a measure. I only poured out an earnest 
Put my spirit upon that generation. But now it's time for a fulfilling of my word. It's time for the fullness of my word and my spirit to come forth. So today, examine thyself. Condition thy hearts. For thou canst believe. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to them which believe. But you must believe my word. You must believe that I'm visiting, for I'm giving you eyes to see. I'm giving you ears to hear, and I'm giving you a heart to understand. There are those that cannot see. There are those that cannot hear. There are those that do not understand the coming forth of the kingdom and the revealing of the very Christ. The revealing of the very resurrected Christ. That my servant Paul wrote about when he said, I want to know him. I want to know him. The power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. If by any means I might be made conformable unto his death. No one understands there's a revealing of my spirit that no generation, no generation has ever walked in. And this begins to happen, and it is now here. You shall see. The turning of things upside down. Watch the nation. Watch the world. Watch the political scene. Watch what I got him doing in the earth. The chaos, the upsetness, the turmoil. No one understand that it's the natural. He's turned upside down. And I shake. Even so. There's a great shaking in the spirit. There's a great shaking in the realm of the spirit. And all that can be shaken and not shaken loose shall remain. But many, many shall be shaken. And they do not have the faith and the strength to hold on. Harm yourselves, my people. Condition yourselves. Fight for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. For there is a turning of things upside down. That all... It cannot be shaken, may remain, but you shall be tried. You shall be put to the test. You shall be shaken. Yea, even as I, the Lord, put forth my hand, and even as a fig tree is shaken. Yea, even as it's shaken, and all that cannot be shaken loose shall remain even there is now the beginning of a shaking and a turning for things upside down. But those of ye that cannot be shaken, those of ye that are steadfast in your faith, those of ye that are rooted and grounded and established, you shall come forth in the authority. You shall come forth in the dominion of this kingdom. For I say unto thee again, the kingdom of heaven. It is at hand. It is at the door. First, the miracles and the deliverance and the revivals. The word and the working of my spirit begins to grow. And you hear, I've said in my word, you're not going to believe. You're not going to believe, though it be told you, though your ears hear. About citywide revivals. Though they hear about great miracles. Though they hear of a mighty act of God like Philip when he went to Samaria and the whole city turned out in great miracles and deliverance. And joy filled that city. You're not going to believe. My people have walked in hardness and darkness for so long. They've walked under the force of religion. They've walked under the darkness the theology and the darkness of men that stripped the church of its power and its dominion. 
But now, light, light, light is sprung up. For darkness has covered the earth and gross darkness of people. But I've said unto thee, my people, rise and shine. For thy light is come. Thou can do nothing of thyself. But if thou will allow the light of the glorious gospel of the Christ. If thou will allow the spirit of the Christ that's been imparted unto thee. The measure of my spirit. If thou shall allow it to be turned loose. If thou shall yield. If thou shall let it be loosed in thy spirit. Thou shall let it move upon thee and use thee. Thou shall see that I God will perform my word. And as I perform my word, I will cause the turning of things upside down. Believe and doubt not. Believe, believe. For I tell you this day that I proceed. I began to do a marvelous work and a wonder. It shall begin slow. It shall begin with a few here and a few there. But it's because I'm preparing. I'm preparing a ministry. I'm preparing people to know how to walk in the working of my spirit. For I've told thee that the outpouring of my spirit on the day of Pentecost was not just tongues. It was not just flames of fire. But I poured out leadership. I poured out government. I brought forth administrations. I brought forth offices. I brought forth ministries to be set up. To govern the church. And even that very day, I, the Lord, brought in 3,000. You must have government and leadership and wisdom and understanding. When these souls are brought into my church. And this only comes by the baptism and indwelling of the Christ. Take hold. Take hold of what I've taught thee. Take hold of the word and the moving of my spirit. And I've told thee, if ye shall take hold, ye shall grow. You shall grow in wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And I've told you just a few days shall cause you to grow months and months shall cause you to grow years. I cannot bring forth this working of my spirit till I have vessels prepared that I can live in and work through. Hear me, my children. I've told thee before, look not at the smallness of thy number. Worry not. Only present thy bodies to me a living sacrifice. And allow the indwelling of my spirit to take control. For I, God, am ready to move. Look ye around. Look ye around. The families, the friends... Those that I know, those that I work with on my jobs, say not yet. Four months, and then cometh the harvest. For you know in your own selves, the harvest is ripe. But the laborers are few. And now the Lord strive with thee today. I'll pull on thee, I'll woo thee. Get thyself ready. Get thy hearts ready. Get thy spirits ready. Get thy minds ready to yield over to the moving and working of my spirit. For many shall be the souls. Many shall be the souls that shall be saved and delivered and swept in. Prepare. Get ready. Stand strong. For the enemy has come in. As a flood. And in this time of upsetness and darkness and upheaval. You must not allow thy spirit to waver. You must not allow thy mind. For this is why I've encouraged thee. This is why I've instructed thee. For that mind. That was in Christ Jesus. You need this mind my children. You need this mind to be in you that was in Christ Jesus. So you can stand and fight. You can stand firm. You can stand upon my word and believe that the spirit of the living Christ does dwell in thee. 
great is the turmoil, the chaos, the destruction, the calamity that shall sweep the earth. If you shall believe, if you shall believe and doubt not, I the Lord am bringing forth a people that I wrote of in Psalms 91. I'm bringing forth that people that will abide in the shadow of the Almighty and nothing shall be able to touch them. Take my word, my children. Even as I told my servant Joshua, set my word before thy eyes day and night. Depart not from it, neither go to the left nor to the right, but believe my word. Believe that a day of visitation has come upon thee. And I tell thee again, this is the turning of things upside down. For I bring a people out of darkness into this marvelous light, glorious gospel of my kingdom. Be strong. Be of a good courage. For a move is not coming. It has begun. You shall see my hand work. Yield yourselves to me. Become a vessel that I can use. For I, the Lord, am seeking laborers. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Will you lift your hands to him? You appreciate the Lord today. I said, you appreciate the Lord today. I had no idea that spirit was going to fall on me like that. I was coming up the road this morning. And the Lord spoke in my spirit. He said, I proceed to do a marvelous work and a wonder. God started something in the earth. But people ain't going to believe it. They ain't going to believe it. You know, back when I was in Alabama, the Lord dealt with me. He says, Pat, and I got people together, and we started praying in June of 2008. We had a little old church about like this one, and just had the two restrooms, one for men, one for women, just the one toilet in each one. And the Lord told me, he said, you had a, a, a foyer, and you put restrooms on each side for men and women, put you about, put three stalls, and that's what we done. Didn't have any help, so me and another brother of the church took us two years to get it done, us working just when we could. He told me in June of 2008, he said, you get people together and start praying every night. He said, I don't care where you are. He said, where the people are. He said, you go to prayer with them, tell them together with you. He said, 8 o'clock at night, which is Eastern time, he said, you get people... Don't care what time zone they're in. We had people in three or four states started praying with us. And did you know from June to September, God added nearly 40 people to the church there in Alabama. And a lady come to the church and come up to me and said, Brother Matter, somebody told me how God was moving here. Now people was coming in, what God was doing in people's lives. And said, I looked at him and told him, I said, I don't believe it. I'm going to go see for myself exactly what God said. said, you ain't going to believe it, though somebody tell you. You ain't going to believe what the Spirit of God's doing. Because this ain't, this ain't man's time to move. This is God's time to move. People have sat in darkness too long. They've sat in hardness too long. They've sat in doctrines and traditions and been bound too long. But God's always had... A word. He's always had a vessel. God's always had a vessel. That's reading back and God had me in the evangelistic ministry for 22 years. I'd go somewhere and put up a tent. People would come out. Because I preached faith. I preached deliverance. I preached healing. The healings. It wasn't the words. It was the healings and miracles that drew them. Y'all was with me in Calhoun in 98, brother. Elder. Y'all seen the kind of miracles God done over there? And God filled that tent up. Put a tent up over off 225 in Calhoun in 98. It started, wasn't very many people there, maybe 20, 30. But in about a week's time, running 200. The tent was full and the tent had seat to 300. The tent was, I mean it wasn't packed, but it was full. People was getting saved, delivered, and healed. And you know what? You know what drew them? The deliverance. The deliverance. That's what's going to draw people now. But see, it ain't going to be just out there in the evangelistic meetings. And that's going to be in the churches. And that's going to be in the church. This is God's time. 
I don't know what God fixing to do, but God kept speaking to me all morning. This is the turning of things upside down. This is the turning of things upside down. This is the turning things upside down. I'm not criticizing, but uh, right now there's people everywhere. They're in church. And they started out the same way they always start. Somebody singing, somebody testifying, somebody exhorting, and, and it's just a it's just a format. Man, get God out of the box. Get God out of the box. Let somebody come up the aisle with the spirit of prophecy on them, like fell on me this morning. Or like fell on Brother Justin the last two weeks, or uh, or like fell on my mother in law two or three weeks ago. My God, we we, we got to let this and testify so long, and then we got to let that and sing so long, uh, and then we got to let the preacher uh, preach so long, and he he gets uh, wound up to start preaching, uh, and everybody's sitting out there pulling their watches on him like a double barrel shotgun. Uh, man, you better hurry up. You better get this thing wound down. Uh, we ain't never gonna get uh, in the restaurant. We ain't never gonna get in Golden Corral. Uh, we ain't never gonna get. Man, we gonna be in line, uh, and they're trying to put God in a box. Uh, you don't put. God in a box. You don't limit the Holy Ghost to a timetable. You don't limit the Spirit of God to what He wants to do. I got to get in prayer, open your soul to Him, and let Him move. Let Him move. Who are we that we try to confine God to a certain way to move in a certain timetable? God said, you're a vapor. Your life ain't nothing but a vapor in my hands. Then we come to church. We say, well, we're going to start 1030. We're going to pray for 30 minutes. Then we're going to start service at 11 o'clock. Well, my God, if you're in prayer and the Spirit's moving, what sense of stopping prayer? And going into a format. Well, I know folks ain't happy with me, but that's all right. God is breaking form. God's breaking tradition. God, uh, go go back and check. Go back and check your history. Go back and check. Everywhere there's ever been a move of the Spirit of God, God moved outside the church, or He had to come in and change the format of the church. When the Spirit of God fell on that young man over in uh, Scotland or Wales called Evan Roberts, he tried for I don't know how long. To get the, the pastors of the church. He said, just let me pray. I'll, 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 give me, give me five minutes. And just let me pray with the people. That's all I want you. Finally, he got one of them to let him pray. And we start praying. The spirit of conviction, the spirit of prayer. Failed people start repenting. And that revival broke out in Wales and they said, I think five or six years, over a hundred thousand souls got saved. Said the jails was empty, the courts was empty. Because everybody's in church. <laughs> and see, that's what God has done. He'll start there, he'll bring it forth. Well, Paul said, Your eye hath not seen, your ear hath not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that I've prepared for them that love me. And that was 20 years after the Holy Ghost was poured out on the day of Pentecost. Paul was telling them, there's something greater, man. There's something greater. There's something greater. Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also in greater works than these shall ye do. Because what? I go to my Father. He went to the Father. He went to the Father. But he sent back his Spirit. He sent back his Spirit. And now he's fixing to send back uh, the power of the resurrected Christ in his fullness. Uh, all we've got is a measure. Uh, all Paul said, you've got an earnest of the Spirit. Uh, now he's fixing to give us the whole thing. Uh, my God, we're going to be running around here saying, I can't believe. Uh, i got the whole thing. I said, preacher, you're crazy. Leave me alone, I'm happy. I see what God's doing. I see what God's doing. He kept telling me this morning, coming up the road, he said, this is the turning of things upside down. This is the turning of things upside down. Because you know what's happening to people with this? Joy's coming back. Joy's coming back. Joy's coming back. Joy's coming back. 
Hallelujah. And and what do we find in the in the presence of God? The fullness of joy. In the presence of God, there is the fullness of joy. There is the fullness of joy. There is the fullness of joy. Amen. I don't know how many of y'all ever heard of a, a man back in the 50s named Jack Cole. But he was an evangelist. Had great miracles. Packed out tents. He used to tie ropes around his quarter poles. And he had wheelchairs and canes and crutches. Run 15 and 20,000 a night for weeks on end. And then by the end of that revival, them ropes was packed with wheelchairs, canes and crutches. People come off their deathbeds with cancers and you name it. I mean, my God, God used him, him and Roberts and Allen and Branham. And there was over 200 healing evangelists come forth in those 40s and 50s. They formed a corporation called Voice of Healing. I remember when I was six years old, I seen a film of a man that went to Africa and it was called Black Gold. And he preached 150 and 200,000 a night. And souls were saved and miracles happened. That man's name was T.L. Osborne. Put a fire in my soul for revival. Put a burning in my spirit for a move of God. I ain't never seen nothing. And my God, that's just a drop in the bucket. But I remember hearing Jack O's testimony. He got put in an orphanage because his daddy was a gambler, lost everything they had, and he got put in an orphanage when he was just a few years old and didn't get out till he was in his teens. And that's when his mom and his stepdad come finally got him back out. He become an alcoholic. He said, I'd go to work and work all day long, go to bars and drink all night long. Get up next morning and go to work. He said, I live my life like that. He said, I was on my way to the bar one night, and he said, I went by a little old Nazarene church. He said, a boy spoke to me and said, go inside. He said, I went inside, and he said, I found a spot on the bench, and he said, I eased in there and sat down. And he said, he said, this lady up in front of me was hollering, said, Lord, send the rain, send the rain, send the rain. He said, this lady behind me was hollering, God, send the fire, send the fire, send the fire, send the fire. He said, that was hollering rain, this was hollering fire. He said, I leaned over to little sister beside me, and I said, ma'am, I'm a little confused. Can you explain something to me? She said, well, I'll try. What is it? I said, well, that lady up there is hollering, send the rain. This one back here is hollering, send the fire. He said, what is it y'all want around here? She said, she jumped up and started hollering, my God, send both of them, send both of them, send both of them. Amen. He said, I sat there in that church. And he said they sang for two and a half to three hours. He said they sang, I'm in the glory land way. I think he said, I counted the verses, said it was 87 times. They sang, I'm in the glory land way. And he said the more they sang, it got louder and faster and louder and faster and louder and faster and louder and faster. And he said something began to move on me. He said finally about 10, 10.30, he said that preacher could come out there and begin to preach. And said he started telling me how sorry, low down, no good I was. And he said, I... I'd never been in church. He said, I didn't know what to do. He said, that preacher gave that altar call. He said, I run to that altar. He said, and I got in there and started praying. He said, I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know what to say. He said, I just started asking God to do something for me, to change me, to help me. He said, everything that preacher's preaching, he said, he said, I just started asking God to do something in me. He said, man, all of a sudden, about 15, 20 minutes, he said, something set out on me. He said, I felt that weight of sin, that bondage lift off of me. He said, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to say amen, glory to God, or hallelujah. He said, oh, so I jumped up, started running up and down the aisles, hollering, hot dog, I got it. 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 He said, but that time is one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. He said, I went home. He said, I went in and woke my mom and my stepdad up. So what you need, Jack? He said, Mom, I just want to tell you, I got saved tonight. He said, you got what? He said, Mom, I got saved tonight. He said, she rolled over and looked at my stepdad and said, you better go put him in bed. He said, he's drunk bad this time. 
So said my stepdad got me in there and got my clothes off, got my pajamas on, and said he'd pull one arm down. He said to to put the sleeve on it. Said he'd turn it loose and it'd go up. Not hot or hot dog. I got it. Said finally after about thirty minutes he got my pajamas on me, got me in bed and laid. I laid down. Said he started out the door and I said, "Hey, stepdad." He said, "What?" He said, "I sit straight up in bed and threw both hands up and said, hot dog, I got it. I got saved tonight.'" He said, "Will you pass out? Go to sleep or do something?" He said, next morning I come to the breakfast table. I said, my mom fixed breakfast. Said she put it on the table. Said, I just sat there and looked at it. Said, well, son, what's wrong? Said, well, mama, ain't we supposed to say something, you know, say grace or something over our food? She looked at me. She said, son, you still drunk this morning? He said, mama, I'm not drunk. He said, I'm going to tell you. He said, I got saved last night. He said, I probably got something you and stepdad don't have. Stepdad looked at him and said, you better be quiet, son. He said, well, I'm telling you, I got saved. He said, I'd go out of a morning singing, come in of an evening singing. He said, went to church every night for six months. He said, was in revival. One church get out of revival, another church starts. You know, churches used to work with folks. Church started revival, they'd have revival. Another church started revival, everybody gather together. Have a community-wide revival. He said, for six months, he said, I went to church every night. He said, I went out singing, come in at one thirty, two o'clock in the morning singing. He said, finally one night I got ready to go to church. said, we done moved in no tent revival. said, got ready to go out the door. And my mom said, well, Jack, won't you stay home tonight and just stay with me and your stepdad? He said, well, he said, Mama, he said, I went out every night drinking. You never wanted me to stay home with you. He said, but yeah, we think something's happened to you. He said, we think religion has caused you to lose your mind or something. He said, we ain't never seen nobody go to church like you go to church. He said, well, Mama, he said, something's happened to me. He said, I'm in love with Jesus. She said, you won't stay home tonight? He said, no, ma'am, I ain't going to stay home tonight. He said, well, me and your stepdad's going with you. He said, hallelujah, that's what I've been waiting on. He said, by that time, we done moved down in an old tent revival. Said that preacher got to preach it. Said, and I was watching my stepdad and my mom. Said, my stepdad started hanging his head. Said, my mom was shouting and praising God. Said, that preacher gave that altar call. She said, my mom looked at my stepdad and said, You going? He said, No. She said, Then get out of my way. I got to go. Said, He went down there and got in that altar. Said, About 15, 20 minutes. She said, God, I don't know what you've done to my son. Don't know what you've done to him, but you've changed him. Say, God, give me what Jack's got. God, give me that, give me that experience that Jack's got. Said about 15, 20 minutes, she come up shouting and praising God. She run back there and grabbed me and says, son, I know what it is now. I know what's happened to you. Said, God done it to me. God, give me what you got. I've got true salvation. It ain't religion. It's salvation. It's experience with God. And he said, by that time, it was one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. Said, my stepdad had gone on home. Said, we figured he's ashamed of us. Said, so we headed home. Said, this is one of them new supermarkets. Stayed open all night long. Said, so me and my mom figured we'd just buy groceries. I don't know why I'm telling this, but maybe it'll do somebody some good. Said, we went in there and I grabbed a buggy. Was going down the aisle and they had this big old display of canned tomatoes, red tomatoes. His mom looked at him and said, you know what that red on them tomato cans remind me of, son? She said, no, what? He said, the blood of Jesus. Said, man, when she said that, said the Spirit of God hit her. She started shouting, talking in tongues. Spirit of God hit me. Said, I started shouting, talking in tongues. Said, I was going up one down aisle the other. Up one aisle down the other. Shouting and praising God, pushing that buggy. He said, everything in that store come to a standstill. Every cash register quit working. Said, people to watch a 73-year-old gray-headed mom and her son shout and praise God. That's when people used to have something. That's what I was raised in. It's coming back. It's coming back. God's going to give us our joy back. See, he, he, he said, I come to myself. and He said, and I looked up. And he said, I was leaning across the meat counter. He said, the old butcher's standing there with a bloody apron just to wiping his tears. He said, you've been down there at that tent revival, ain't you? He said, yes, sir. He said, my wife went down there about three weeks ago and got one of them there treatments. And said, I ain't been able to live with her since. 
Said, my God, she wakes up singing, talks about the Lord all day long, goes out to church singing, comes in singing. He said, I'm so miserable, I don't know what to do. He said, if something don't happen, he said, I'm going to have to go down there and get one of them treatments myself. And he said, it was about two or three nights. He said, no, I looked up, here come the old butcher with his hand raised down the aisle. He said, the Spirit of God fell on him, and he just come up by that altar weeping and crying. He said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, God restores your joy. He said, he, he said, you yeah, people will know it. You don't have to tell people you're saved. I, I got everybody runs around today with shirts. I'm a Christian. I, all these sins on them. You get the right thing. I, you ain't going to have to tell nobody nothing. I, I said, you get the right thing. They're going to know something's happened to you. My God, if it ain't nothing but run up and down the aisles of the store hollering, hot dog, I got it. I, hot dog, I got it. My God, I, it's time for the restoring of the joy. I, it's time for the joy of the Lord. Uh, David said, Create in me, O Lord, a clean heart. Uh, renew a right spirit in me. Uh, take not thy holy presence from me. Uh, cast me not out of thy presence. Take not thy holy spirit from me. Uh, but restore uh, unto me the joy uh, of thy salvation. Restore the joy. Why? The presence of God is the fullness of joy. People's lost their joy. People's lost their joy. People shame talk about the Lord in public. You can't even get people claim to be Christians to bow their head in public and pray over their food. They're ashamed. Don't get me stirred up. So I'm going to tell you, Spirit of God hits me. We, we, we just like we'll have a move of God right there in the restaurant. I've seen it happen. I've seen it get pretty close to things getting out of hand. And I'm not trying to be ignorant. I'm not trying to be stupid. But I'm going to tell you, Spirit of God, now, the way it's moving, it's going to take you over. It's, you ain't going to worry about what people are going to think about you. Because God's got a body now, and He's starting to use them. People are going to get saved at the dinner table. People are going to get saved at the gas pump. People are going to get saved on their jobs. I seen it back in 98 when the Lord spoke to me about the shadow, about dwelling in the shadow of the Almighty. Y'all know I told you about that vision I had. But that little boy fell off that cliff and the angel of the Lord picked him back up, took him up, set him at his mama's feet. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, I'll get my angels charge over you. Lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone, they'll bear thee up. No evil shall befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh that dwelling. And I broke myself out of a night vision praying. And I said, God, where are they? He said, they ain't yet, but I'll create them. That was 97. August of this year, God said, it's been 20 years. I'm bringing that generation forth. I'm bringing that Psalms 91. I'm bringing that people forth. Are you hearing me? He said, I'm bringing them forth. I'm bringing and forth. People are going to walk with God and they don't care what folks think about them or say about them. Wasn't just a few days later I was walking across the parking lot someone way up in the sky. You know sun gets high. Your shadow ain't very long. So I was walking the Lord spoke in here. He said stop. I stopped and I turned around my shadow about two or three feet long if it's even that long. I said what? He said look at your shadow. I looked at it. He said, how close would somebody have to walk behind you to stay in your shadow? I said, by the time they took a step, I'd have that, they'd have, I'd take a step right in my footsteps. He said, that's how close my people are going to have to live to me to stay in my shadow. That's how close they're going to have to stay. And then the Lord showed me a move of God. I seen people pumping gas. Somebody come up and start talking to them about the Lord. Got on their knees right there on the pavement. Gave their heart to the Lord. I seen people in restaurants get up from tables and out of booths and get on their knees and pray through right there in the restaurants. I saw people on their jobs, people in parking lots. I saw people everywhere. Why? God began to move. This is God's time. This ain't got nothing to do with you. All God wants is a willing vessel. All God wants is somebody open. All God wants is a, is a labor that he can work through. That's what God's looking for. He said the harvest is right. Y'all tell me this generation out here are drug addicts and alcoholics and this young generation bound the way they're bound. It ain't just young generation no more. I mean, people on up in their 40s, 50s, 60s and on up. Uh, I heard a report here a while back, nearly 30% of this country's on antidepressants. 30%. There's 300 and about 30, let's just say 350 million people in this country to round it up. Do you know how many people that would put on antidepressants? 
10% would be 350,000. 20 to 30% would be almost a million people. I mean, a hundred million people. A third of this nation on antidepressants. I mean, on drugs. And people go to church and they can't find nothing. Find good preaching. Find good singing. But the anointing, the power, the deliverance, the spirit of prayer, you ain't going to find it in very many churches. It ain't God's fault. It ain't God's fault. We've done this to ourselves. Preachers quit praying. Quit seeking God. Made it more about popularity than he did about preaching the Word. The reason I'm where I'm at right now, I could change my preaching. I just change it just a little bit, Sister Pat. I get revivals everywhere. But I'm going to get revivals everywhere anyhow. I just had a man call me the other night, or contacted me, and he said, this man told me about you, and I've known this man for years. You know him? I said, yeah, I know him. He said, well, I want you to come preach at my church. He said, I've heard about how God uses you and what God does through you. I said, you're taking that man's testimony. He said, yes, sir. He said, you're a man that walks with God. You're a man of prayer. He said, you're a man that preaches straight words. He said, I want you to come preach a revival at my church. I said, I'll pray about it. If the Lord leads me, I said, I don't go anywhere except by the leading of the Spirit of the Lord. I said, I will come if the Lord speaks to me. I said, but you're going to have to give me a few days to pray about it. And I'm praying about it. And that same night, man called me. He said, Brother, I've got to have help. I said, What's wrong with you? A young man, probably in his 30s. He said, Man, the last two or three weeks, he said, I fought a spirit of homosexuality. He said, I hate that spirit. I can't stand that thing. He said, But I fought that spirit. He said, I want nothing to do with it. And he said, That thing's bombarded my mind. And he said, I warred against that thing. He said, I need some help. He said, Somebody got to pray for me. I don't know how to deal with these spirits. When just a little while later, I got a text message on my phone, had a phone number there, and I knew the man. He said, he said I need you to call me. I, I called him. Time I got on the phone with him. He said, I'm fixing to enter into an affair. He said, I feel it. He said, he said I hadn't done anything yet. I said, no, you hadn't done anything physical. I said, but you're already emotionally bound up in it. He said, yes, I am. I said, that's worse than just the physical. I said, that right there can do more devastation in your marriage, in your mind, in your spirit, in a spirit of condemnation to destroy the call of God on your life. I said, I'm going to go to prayer for you. I said, my advice to you, you better walk away from the situation. You better cut yourself off from whoever you're involved with. I said, I don't care if it's emotionally. I don't care what it is. I said, you better put a stop to it. I said, devil's fixing to destroy you. And I said, right now the enemy's fighting everybody he can. that has got the hand of God on their life trying to destroy them because the devil knows something's fixing to happen. And every vessel that can be used of God, the devil's doing his best to take them down, take them out. The devil knows where you're weak. You don't break a chain at its strong links. You break it at its weakest link. And when the devil knows where you're weak, that's where he's coming at you, says the devil. Where he's coming at you, he's coming at you where you're weak. Amen. So I, I prayed with him. I said, I'm fixing, I'm fixing to go prayer with you. I'm fixing to go pray for you. And I said, best thing I can tell you to do is go home. And I said, you and your wife get in prayer together. And I started talking to him. I said, back in 2013, I said, the Lord had me start preaching on a family altar. And I said, I told husbands and wives go to prayer side by side. Me and my wife prayed for 30-something years in the same room or in different parts of the house. We never prayed together in 2013. The Lord heard somebody preach on the family altar for husbands and wives. Get down and pray side by side. First time in over 30 years we've been married. We get down and prayed side by side. Changed everything. Changed everything. Changed everything. Y'all hear me? People that, and I started preaching on it. And I preached on it for probably close to two years, if not longer. And I told people, I said, if y'all get down side by side and go to prayer. I said, you ain't going to pray side by side very long. 
If there's upsetness in your spirit, y'all going to get it settled. You're going to get things out of your heart. You gonna... Life brings problems. I don't care how much you love each other, how long you've been together, life brings problems. It wasn't too long after we got praying side by side. We were praying one night, and she tapped me on the shoulder. She said, wait a minute. I said, what? She said, we need to talk. I said, oh, God. That's the worst words a man wants to hear. We need to talk. But we talked about some things, and then we went back to prayer. Every so often we'd stop and talk things out. Because life brings upsetness, brings problems, brings hurts. you got to get them out. Did y'all ever read where Peter instructed people, said pray for your wife, she's the weaker vessel, that your prayers be not hindered, don't let, can't let things go on. you got to get peace in your heart. you got to keep peace in your home. If you learn to pray together, you'll have peace in your home. That don't mean that we've been it 36 years now. We're doing better than we ever have. And that don't mean there's ever anything bad wrong anyway. It's just the devil sows discord. Amen. Does he not? Would it not delight the devil to take me and her both down? The people's got confidence in us. The people's been ministered to and healed and delivered under the word that we preach. And it'd delight the devil. It'd delight the devil. But I'm going to do my best not to give him any satisfaction. Amen. Y'all appreciate the Lord today. Y'all ready to start service now? <laughs> Ain't God good? Do what? You want, you want, let's see. Well, it's too late. It's done. Hey, it's almost 1230. It's too late. You have standing lines. I y'all appreciate the Lord. You love him. Hallelujah. I appreciate the Lord today. Because this is, you watch. Just as God's turning things upside down naturally, politically. If he's turned things upside down spiritually. If he, I'm telling you this, some of these big, big, big mega churches, sins are fixing to come out. Sins are fixing to come out. The Lord showed me preachers years and years ago was perverted and wasn't living right. Somewhere you keep doing that and don't make it right, God will take cloak off of you. God will take cloak. God will give you space to repent. He'll take cloak off of you. And if you ain't going to do right, you ain't got no business in the pulpit. The Lord spoke to me here the other day. And I was in prayer, and the Lord spoke to me. Strange thing I ever had God speak to me. He said, emotional addiction. I thought, what are you talking about, Lord? And I meditated on that, prayed about it for two or three days. And the Lord said, he said, because the anointing, the deliverance, and the power of the Spirit, he said, has left the church. He said they've geared everything up in emotion and drama. And he said to people being addicted to the Spirit of God, he said they've got addicted to emotions. They've got addicted to drama in the house of God. We need to get all this stuff out of the church. You don't need lights and smoke and drama and all that stuff to preach the Word of God to people. You need to get in your prayer closet and seek God for a word of deliverance so people can have what they need. People hooked on they hooked on emotion. That's why they got all these praise and worship teams. Every service starts out, they try to build it to a high. God don't move the same way every time. I didn't give our praise and worship team a chance to get up this morning. <laughs> Spirit of God just fell on me with the word and that praise and worship team just gonna have to wait till next week. See, people, people are, they are, they're addicted to all that emotion. Singing and what they call, I mean, singing's good, it's got its place. But if all you're doing is being entertained, and all you're doing is working up something in your flesh, that ain't God, it ain't going to produce stuff. God is not emotion, and God don't move through emotion. The Spirit of God moves, you know it. 
And if all this stuff is God, then why all these people always searching and seeking for help and healing and deliverance and peace every day of their lives? You can go to church and have a service, feel like it's going to blow the roof out. People walk out defeated, depressed, discouraged, and sick. It's wrong. And people's got addicted to emotions. They've got addicted to all this drama. And it ain't just in church, it's in their personal lives. It's just, it's sad. It's sad. I'm ready to see a move of God. Y'all ready to see a move of God? There's something. I'm going to tell you the move is on. Back when I was growing up, we had a song that we sang. You probably remember it. The move is on. My Lord, the move is on. When you hear the rustling in the mulberry trees, then I know, I know, I know the move is on. You ever remember singing that? We we sang that. We didn't have song books. We had course sheets. They'd print off courses that had some spirit to them. <laughs> and we'd sing courses. We didn't sing out of the hymnals. We sang courses, which I don't care as long as you sing, your heart's under the Lord and it's working the Spirit of God. I don't care. God's going to honor it. But you know, David, the Lord told him, don't go out and face the enemy, go around behind them. He said, I'm going to let you ambush them. He said, but you be still. He said, there's a going forth in the tops of the mulberry trees. And I examined that word going forth. It said, till you hear the chariot wheels turning, the horses running, and the soldiers' feet marching. He said, you be still. He said, but when you hear that, he said, no, the Lord's going to have to fight your battle. No, the Lord's gone out before you. So he told David, he said, be still till you hear the going in the tops of the mulberry trees. And he said, then you know the move is on. I'm telling you, the move is on. When the Lord spoke to me on November the 12th, and I saw people praying, I saw people reaching, I saw people hoping, and it wasn't nothing but blackness and darkness around them. That's all that was around them. And then the Lord spoke to me. I saw light spring up. He said, you tell people I've begun a new move in the earth. And the pastor was just there visiting. He asked me to testify. And I was on the back row and I stood up to testify for about ten minutes. And I told him, I said, a new move has begun. God didn't tell me it was coming. God said, it's here. A new move has started in the earth. Something started in the earth. Is it going to break out? Probably like I want it to. Probably not. God's got to have some vessels. I've said for years, if God poured the Holy Ghost out, like He did on the day of Pentecost, and He brought, let's say God brought us 50, 60 souls. That's about all the church here. The whole God brought us that many and filled the church up. Who's going to minister to them? I can preach to them, but you've got to have helps. You've got to have governments. You've got to have workers. Amen. And where are we at in our walk with God to be able to be workers, laborers? Somebody can help bring the harvest in, get them, get them settled. I won't have time to go around to 50, 60 people, get them all in a dedication, get them all in a relationship, teach them all how to walk with God. That's why we need the five ministries. That's why we need the helps in governments. And that's when the Lord began to show me. That outpouring on the day of Pentecost... It wasn't just talking in tongues. It wasn't just feeling the fire burning, them shouting and running all over the place. It brought forth government, brought forth leadership, brought forth gifts, administration. Everything written in 1 Corinthians 12, God established it on the day of Pentecost. And he, he brought these ministries forth. Because turn around that day and Peter preached, added 3,000 to the church. Y'all think them 12 apostles take care of 3,000 people? No. So God had to do something in the Spirit. So when God gathers us together, and if He moves and pours out the Spirit, and we do feel the working of the Holy Ghost, we do talk in tongues. God ain't just moving on you talking tongues. He's trying to put something in you. Trying to put some wisdom and understanding. Trying to go back and read 1 Corinthians 12 about the different office administrations, about the governments, about the nine gifts of the Spirit. And at the end of the chapter, in 1 Corinthians twelve twenty eight, he said, For God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, gifts of healings, helps governments, and diversities of tongues. The whole first part of the chapter, Paul wrote, said, 
Brethren, concerning spiritual gifts, I wouldn't have you ignorant. And about the only thing anybody knows anything about is tongues. And it wasn't, it wasn't spiritual tongues spoke on the day of Pentecost. Natural tongues. Is that what the Word says? Natural tongues. All them men gathered out of all them nations said, We do hear in our own native tongue. In the place where we was born, we do hear these men speaking the wonderful works of Christ in their own native tongue. God established the church on that day. Brought forth apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Helps, governments, healings, miracles, diversities of tongues. Set it up so those 3,000 souls could be ministered to. Amen. We've got to have something more in a good shout. Amen. Good shout don't help you live right. I believe in power. But I believe in power to live holy and stay sanctified. You can find folks talking tongues. You can find folks shouting. But you can't find a lot of folks believe in power to live holy and stay sanctified. I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> Shall appreciate the Lord today. Amen. Hallelujah. So y'all be praying with me. I'm praying about when to go down and visit this church if the Lord lets me go. I just told my wife. She come in Saturday. She was on the road ministering. And I told her. She got in yesterday about it. And I said, let's go to prayer and let's see if God's going to lead us down there. Because every door that opens ain't necessarily mine to God for you to go in. I've seen preachers... Oh, man, I've had preachers contact me. I want to come preach. I said, well, I said two things. God ain't spoke to me about you coming. And did God speak to you about coming? No, I just need a place to preach. I've had them come up to me at revivals. Give me a card. Seen them put it all over Facebook and Instagram, whatever, all them. We're open for revivals. You want a good revival? Contact us. I mean, it's a mind of God. Oh, I said I was going to quit while I was ahead. <laughs> you love him today? I appreciate the Lord. I do. I, I truly appreciate the Lord. And I feel like God spoke to us. Y'all feel like God spoke to us? I'm not going to prolong the point. So I'm going to take this time to receive tithe and offering for the church. And if you got something you want to help us with, I'm going to have Pastor Bucket over here, and I'm going to have Church Bucket over here. Because most of y'all know when we come up here, the Lord told me, He said, you get off that job. And He said, you give yourself continually to prayer and ministry of the Word. And He said, and I'll meet your needs. He ain't always moved when I want him to. But he's always come through. Had somebody tell me one time, I said, well, God will always move for you. Yeah, I said, yeah, but he scared you to death before he does. You know, I believe in doing what's right. I believe in paying your bills on time, walking upright before the Lord. And it takes a lot of faith to believe God meet all your needs. Amen. If you ain't never walked there, you'll find out. So stand, do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. you got an offering. If you want to make out a check, you can make it out to World Revivals. It is non-profit. But come and, come and do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. I appreciate the Lord today. I appreciate this spirit. Good spirit of God in here. Amen. Good working of the Holy Ghost. And what did you say your name was, brother? Frank Long. Appreciate you coming. And y'all... After service, y'all shake your hands with him, introduce yourself. Hallelujah. And I appreciate it. I, I tell you, this spirit is just it's amazing how God's working in us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I appreciate that. And y'all pray that the Lord will order our steps and direct our paths. Because God wants to do something here.
He wants to do something here. I remember my wife had that dream. She walked out on that front porch, and there's people standing just far as the eye could see. And people had their hands up, their mouths open, hungry. God ain't done that yet. Amen. God ain't done that yet. So, we got some things to look forward to. Amen. All hearts and minds clear. Father, we thank you for the working of your spirit. We thank you for the moving of the Holy Ghost. God, let this word sink down into our hearts. Let it take root downward. God, and spring forth fruit upward. Let us know, Lord. God, as we take those steps, our steps are being ordered by you. We give you honor, praise, and glory for this service, for the working of your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for those that have held our hands up financially and are standing with the church helping us. Let all be done for your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and I'll just say to be continued.